Hello, everybody, and welcome to this bonus episode of Penguins to Go. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky. Remember, you can find us on Inside the Penguins, on YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Last night, stung a little bit, right? It always stings when the Penguins are able to go out there and outperform a team and still not get anything out of it. So what happened in Dallas last night? They didn't play poorly. They played well, and you still came away with a 3-2 loss in regulation against a very good team in the Dallas Stars. That one is much easier to swallow than the loss earlier this week to the Ottawa Senators where the Pittsburgh Penguins outplayed them and still lost 2-1 on home ice. This was a game, for all intents and purposes, that the Pittsburgh Penguins really had no business of winning. Right? You enter the game unsure of the health status of Jason Zucker, Jake Gensel. You enter the game with one goaltender playing. That's Casey DeSmith, who, as recently as yesterday, we were told that he was sick and might not be able to even back up Tristan Jari. He was was healthy enough to sit on the bench, but not healthy enough to play yesterday. Not that he would have anyway. So he was sick as recently as yesterday, and Tristan Jari was injured. Jari was unavailable to the Pittsburgh Penguins yesterday. We'll get into his situation in a little bit. So you're down Jari. Dustin Tokarski is driving from Scranton to Newark, New Jersey, flying to Dallas, missing a flight, getting another one delayed, showing up in the second intermission. All of that in the second half of a back-to-back against one of the top teams in the Western Conference when you just beat the defending Stanley Cup champions, Denver, less than 24 hours ago. That's a tough spot for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But they showed up. They played extremely well, especially in the second period. In both the game against Colorado and Dallas, the Pittsburgh Penguins showed out in the second period. Only difference being, against Colorado, it was three goals scored. Against Dallas, it was one. You entered the third period and... Colorado with a 3-1 lead, you enter the third period, and Dallas with a 1-1 tie. But, at the same time, in a game that they had no business winning, they impressed. If they're going to play like that for the last 10 games of the season, then this playoff push is going to be a successful one, and they'll make the playoffs for the 17th consecutive season. Unfortunately, though, that loss ended up looking like a missed opportunity. It was essentially your game in hand against the New York Islanders, a team in which you're two points behind. So a win there ties you up with 10 games to go, even heading down the stretch. They weren't able to get that. Also, Florida Panthers lost massively at home to the Toronto Maple Leafs, a 7-2 loss for the Florida Panthers. Which, on the positive side, keeps the Penguins in a playoff spot, with everybody evened up 10 games to go. But even one point last night would have made a huge impact for the Pittsburgh Penguins' playoff prospects. It would have put them up two points on Florida, and it would have at least pulled you within one point of the New York Islanders. But they didn't get the job done. It's unfortunate. They played well. You return home to to Pittsburgh to play against Washington on Saturday, and you hope they carry that momentum over, except with a better result. 
with everything that happened pregame. It was a stellar showing on national television for the second consecutive night. Speaking of all of that pregame stuff, Tristan Jari continues to be an enigma this season. This is now his third absence due to injury since January 2nd. It's unfortunate too because he had struggled for a long period of time since returning on February 20th from that second injury absence, but he had been playing better in three of the last four games, right? It was capped off by a really solid performance against the Colorado Avalanche in which many thought it could be the turning point for this season for the Pittsburgh Penguins and for him this season as well. But here we are. Once again, he's out. We're not sure for how long Mike Sullivan said no timetable on Thursday when he was asked. All we know is it's a lower body injury once again. So no timetable. Ten games left. Penguins are fighting for a playoff spot. It's an eerily similar position to last year. I'm not even going to go into what that means for the front office. But it's eerily similar to the exact same situation last year when Tristan Jari goes down. It was a broken foot last year. We still don't know what it is this year. With about 11 games to go, Casey DeSmith steps in and carries the load for the remainder of the season. Now, is Tristan Jari going to miss the remainder of the season? That we won't know until probably Saturday we'll get an update. If not Saturday, then we'll get it by Monday. But it's certainly not a good sign when the goaltender that has missed more games than he has played since the turn of the calendar into 2023 is out once again after probably his best performance since mid-December. So focus then shifts over to Casey DeSmith. We all talked about, obviously, the fact that this is an important race for the Pittsburgh Penguins to make the postseason because, as we mentioned on Tuesday's episode of Tip of the Iceberg, it doesn't make much difference if you miss the playoffs than if you make the playoffs, and even if you lose in the first round. There's not much difference in what's going to change if that happens. If Ron Hextall's on his way out if they miss the playoffs, he's still going to be on his way out if they make the playoffs and lose in the first round. And who's to say they lose in the first round, right? Anything can happen once you make the Stanley Cup playoffs. But this race for the playoffs is vastly important for a couple of reasons. One, I guess you can say it's important to keep the playoff streak alive. I really don't care much about it. It's similar to me to the Mike Tomlin winning season streak. It doesn't mean anything. It means more when you get there and do something. Penguins, they've gotten there and won three Stanley Cups. Tomlin, he won a Super Bowl back when I was in middle school. So I guess that's good for him. But again, it's why it doesn't mean much to me to have these streaks. It's a nice feather in the cap and that's it. But this is important because of what it means for Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. These guys, as has been chronicled on several occasions, especially with Chris Letang, these guys have struggled to play complete seasons together they have been able to not only stay healthy this season, but they have been able to carry a team that does not really have the talent to be carried into a position where they can make the playoffs in an absolutely stacked Eastern Conference. I've said it several times this week alone. 
this Pittsburgh Penguins team may be the second or third worst actual team on paper that has ever laced them up next to Sidney Crosby. Undoubtedly, his rookie year was the worst team. A couple of great characters, Colby Armstrong, uh, Mark Recchi was on that team. I don't think Bissonette was there yet, but you know Ryan Whitney was there, Ryan Malone was there. A lot of interesting characters on that team. Not a good hockey team, right? The other one I'm thinking of is 2014-15. They didn't have a good coach, Mike Johnston, and boy, did they not have the roster. This one's right up there with those. So if the Pittsburgh Penguins, and specifically Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, can carry this team with all of the issues they've had this season, goaltending being a major factor, injuries being a major factor, just the failure to build a team around them being a major factor, for them to get in the playoffs would be one of their best performances, most underrated performances of their entire collective careers as the core. So it's important to them, to everybody in the city of Pittsburgh, that they make the playoffs. They have 10 games to do it, and it's up to Casey DeSmith potentially again. Right? Tristan Jari, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. Even if he's only out for two games, do we really trust him to stay healthy for the rest of the season? I don't. Three injuries in the past three months? Four or five injury-related absences in the past year? I'm not sure I trust that guy to stay healthy. So, if it's up to Casey DeSmith, a guy that I've dubbed coin flip Casey because you don't know which side of the coin he's going to come up on when he shows up, he's actually been pretty good as of late. He's been really good as of late, actually. Since February 1st, the record might not show it, 6-5-0, but goaltending records are like starting pitching records in the MLB. They really don't tell much of the story. They tell some of the story, not much of it. 6-5-0, a 9-18 save percentage, which is above average in the NHL, and a 2.15 goals allowed average. If he can pull that off for the rest of the season... I think the Penguins have a pretty good shot at making the Stanley Cup playoffs. And again, once you get there, whole different story. But it's the same situation as last season for Casey DeSmith. The only difference is, last year, by December 25th, Christmas, the eight playoff teams were set in stone in the Eastern Conference. This year, you're actually fighting for a playoff spot. It was all seeding last season. It's actual importance of making or missing the playoffs this year. So will Casey DeSmith be able to step up to the challenge? He did last year. Many believe, me included, that if Casey DeSmith was healthy last season, in the postseason, Penguins would have beaten the New York Rangers. Can he get to that level and stay at that level for the last 10 games of the season if he is called upon to do so? We'll have to wait and see. But when you look at this race, before I say goodbye for this one, when you look at this race, the Islanders have 82 points, Penguins have 80, Panthers have 79. It's as close as it can get. They're fighting for two remaining playoff spots, and all of them have 10 games left. Now, the Washington Capitals, Ottawa Senators, they're still there. They're still mathematically in the race. They have an outside shot at making a run at this thing, but they have a lot of ground to cover, right? They're going to have to win 80, 90% of their games and get some help from the Islanders, Penguins, and Panthers. Now, it's not impossible, but it's likely up to the three teams that I mentioned at the top of this. 
fighting for two spots. So a, a good team is probably going to miss the playoffs. When you look at what they have remaining, I think it's fair to say the Pittsburgh Penguins lucked out a little bit when it comes to the schedule. It's fairly even, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have a slight advantage in scheduling. Of the 10 games remaining, the Islanders have five at home. The Panthers have five at home. The Penguins have six at home. A little extra home cooking, never a bad thing. Of the 10 games remaining, the Islanders have four against playoff teams. The Panthers also have four against playoff teams. The Penguins have three. Slight advantage to Pittsburgh. When you look at who they're playing that's in the playoffs. Islanders have New Jersey, Carolina, and Tampa twice. Panthers have Rangers, Carolina, and Toronto twice. The team that just beat them by five goals in Sunrise. Penguins have Boston, New Jersey, and Minnesota. I would say, once again, advantage Pittsburgh. And then the last thing I want to look at is non-playoff teams that are included, substantial non-playoff teams that are included in remaining schedule. Islanders have to take on Buffalo once and the Capitals twice. Okay. The Panthers have Buffalo once, the Capitals once, and Ottawa twice. So the Panthers really have the toughest schedule remaining of the three. And they're the team that's currently on the outside looking in. Good advantage for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, notable non-playoff teams that they're playing right now, remaining on the schedule. Washington, Nashville, and Detroit twice. Again, looking at that alone, advantage Pittsburgh. The only thing that does not go in Pittsburgh's favor right now when it comes to just looking at the standings, looking at the lay of the land with 10 games to go. They don't hold a tiebreaker against either of these teams. Because the initial tiebreaker in the season is amount of games played. That's going to be wiped out at the end of the season. Everybody plays 82 games. So I don't even know why that's on NHL.com as a tiebreaker. But at the end of the day, the main tiebreaker once the season ends, is regulation wins. The Penguins are probably not going to surpass either of these two teams in regulation wins. The Islanders have 32, the Panthers have 31, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have 26. So, down by five with 10 games to go. If you catch up there, then you're probably far ahead of them in points, so it doesn't matter. So the Penguins can't afford to tie these teams because they're not going to catch up in the tiebreaker. And if they miss out on a tiebreaker, that would be very unfortunate. But like I said, that is the only thing when it comes to the lay of the land moving forward that is going against the Penguins. The schedule's in the Penguins' favor. The teams that they're going up against are in the Penguins' favor. Whether it's home or away, it's in the Penguins' favor. And I would also say the Pittsburgh Penguins have two guys that are capable of taking over, especially in short periods of time, short spurts of games that have the ability to take over and play outside of themselves. Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. You saw it with Sidney Crosby the last two games. He's starting to go scorched earth on everybody. If he can continue that for 10 games, it's going to be hard to deny him a playoff spot. And as I mentioned on the show yesterday, I might talk about it more next week. 
it's going to be hard to deny him at least a finalist bid for the MVP Hart Trophy. Or at the very least, for the Ted Lindsay Award voted on by the players. There's 10 games to go. 20 days left. Will the Pittsburgh Penguins make the playoffs? It's going to be a fun ride. I'll be here along with you on Penguins to Go, as well as the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Make sure you follow, subscribe, like wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. Make sure you subscribe there. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers for the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're at 945 right now. Tell your friends. Share it. Let everyone know this is the best place for Penn's Talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.